Allah says, Innama Allah. Indeed, your ally is only Allah. What does Innama mean? Indeed, nothing but this. So certainly, the reality is that your only wali is who? Allah. Your wali is none but Allah. وَرَسُولُهُ And His Messenger. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا And those people who believe. Because earlier we were told, don't befriend people who don't love Allah. So here we are told, that your friend is who? Allah. And His Messenger. And the people who believe. But there's so many people who say they're believers. Which believers should you really befriend? الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ Those who establish the prayer. وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةِ And they give the zakah. وَهُمْ رَاكِعُونَ And those who bow down. Raki'un from Rukur. A Rukur is already in salah. That was mentioned. Why is Rukur mentioned again? Those who do Rukur. Because Rukur, where it is a part of prayer, Rukur also symbolizes humility. It symbolizes Kindness. Like when a person is humble, he bows down, then he is kind. So, وَيُؤْتُونَ الزَّكَاةَ وَهُمْ رَاكِعُونَ Such people are those whom we should befriend. Those who pray, who give charity, and who are humble. Humble before who? And how do you know that somebody is humble before Allah? When he is humble before people. You know, because sometimes we think that if somebody is criticizing you, mocking at your deen, not cooperating with you in your deen, then we become very harsh with them. You know, that if your dad says that you can't take this course anymore, you're like, you know what dad, I'm gonna do it. So we think that yelling at our father for the sake of Qur'an is so good. No, you can't yell at your dad. The fact that you love Qur'an will be shown in the way that you deal with your dad. The fact that you love Allah will be shown in the way that you respect your mother. You know, you can still do what you have to do. For example, you want to study the Qur'an and your family is not allowing you or they are not cooperating with you. You can still do it. How? By dealing with the people gently. Because what happens is many times... Young girls, when they start becoming serious about the deen, they wear their hijab, they start wearing the abaya, for instance, and the mother is like, no, you can't do this. Father is like, no, you can't do this. And what happens immediately, these young girls have become very defensive, and they're known as, who? The rebels of the family. Someone who is known as a rebel, the disobedient child. The child who makes the mother and the father unhappy. The thing is that by the time you start wearing your hijab, your akhlaq should be so good that your parents love and support what you're doing. The problem is not that your parents don't like your hijab. The problem is that they don't like your attitude because of which they don't like what you're doing. Because they think that it's what you're doing what is making you rebellious. So when we don't change in our behavior with others, when we don't become humble before others, then we don't get their cooperation. And when we don't get their cooperation, then we become more harsh towards them, more disrespectful with them, and we enter a vicious cycle then. So, وَهُمْ رَاكِعُونَ Be humble with people. Be cooperative with them. 
and whoever befriends Allah and His Messenger, amanu and those who believe, then indeed the party of Allah, humul ghalibun, then they are victorious. Eventually, Allah will make them successful. Who? Those who befriend Allah and His Messenger. Today you are in difficulty. People are opposing you. They're not cooperating with you. But don't worry. Keep doing what you have to do. Keep seeking Allah's help. And what will happen? Allah will eventually grant you success. Allah will grant you victory. People will eventually cooperate with you. But you have to remain humble. You have to remain cooperative. And it happens that when a person obeys Allah, he does experience failure. But remember that this failure is just temporary. Like the Muslims in Medina, did they not suffer from hardship? Many hardships. But all that hardship was what? It was temporary. Eventually, the final victory was whose? The Muslims. Allah gave them Fath Makkah, not their enemy. Because Allah has said in the Quran, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَأَغْلِبَنَّ أَنَا that Allah has written, meaning He has prescribed that surely I will be victorious, meaning Allah will be victorious. I and my messengers. Because indeed Allah is strong and mighty. So what's the key to success? If you want to be successful in anything in life, what's the key? That you love Allah. Because when you love Allah and He loves you, then Allah will grant you success in whatever that you do. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah says, O oh, you who have believed, لَا تَتَّخِذُوا Do not adopt. Who? الَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا دِينَكُمْ هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا People who have taken your religion as a mockery and a play. What does huzuan mean? هَذَيْ Hamza or هَذَيْ wow. We have learned يَسْتَهْزِئُونَ They mock. It means to make fun of someone. To pick something about them and to just laugh at them by humiliating them, by disgracing them. So those people who have taken your deen as a mockery and la'iban. La'ib is what? Play. Meaning something to play with, something to just have fun with. Not by participating in it, but by making fun of it. By joking about it, by ridiculing it. So they have a very non-serious attitude towards your deen. They don't have any respect for your religion. They mock at it. They make fun of it. They have fun by ridiculing it. Such people who are مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ Who are from the people who were given the scripture before you. So in other words, such people are from the Jews and the Christians. وَالْكُفَّارِ And other disbelievers, don't take them as awliya, as close friends. But this ayah doesn't mean that all the Jews and the Christians and disbelievers do this. Because look, مِنَ الَّذِينَ From amongst those who. So from amongst the disbelievers, those people who make fun of the deen, especially avoid them. Stay away from them. And this matter is so serious that Allah says, Allah, Fear Allah. In kuntum mu'mineen, if you are truly believers. So fear Allah if you're believers. And don't take such people as your friends. Because if you make them your friends, then what will happen? You will spend time with them. You will talk to them. You will listen to them. And as a result... You will listen to the mockery. You will listen to the sarcasm. You will listen to the wrong things that they say about the deen. And if you continue to sit there and keep listening, and if you listen once, and twice, and thrice, and again, and again, and each time it gets worse than before, then what will happen? Eventually those feelings will permeate your heart as well. 
eventually you will begin to think in that same way. You will develop the same kind of opinions. You will also develop a non-serious attitude with the deen. Then you will think that deen is also something to fool around with. Because the thing is that when you mock at something, when you make fun of something, then it means you don't have any respect for it. When you don't have any respect for it, you can't use it, you can't live by it, you can't do it. It's like people who are always listening to others making fun of them, then what happens? They start making fun of themselves as well. But in their heart, how do they feel? As they're making fun of their hair, for instance, or their height, maybe... In their heart, are they really having fun? How are they feeling inside? Terrible. But they're just making fun to not look bad. So if a person starts making fun of his deen, in his heart he'll never be settled. But the fact is that by ridiculing the deen, he has lost respect for the deen. Just like when a person humiliates himself in public, he loses respect for himself. And when he loses respect for himself, eventually a time comes when a person says, I don't care if I live or die. I don't care what people say about me. And many times it takes a person to even taking his life. People commit suicide because of this. Started as bullying. They lost self-respect. They lost self-worth. And then they started mocking themselves, humiliating themselves, doing strange things that ruins their public image. But they don't care at the end. So see how everything goes down the drain. So don't sit with such people who mock at you, who mock at your deen. Because then you won't follow the deen. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ وَإِذَا نَادَيْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ What's the evidence that they mock at your deen? An example Allah gives. That when you're called to the prayer from Nida' Nundal, wow. When you're called to the prayer, اتَّخَذُوهَا هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا They take it in ridicule and amusement. They make fun of it and they have fun, لَعِب, they have fun by mocking at it. But for example, the adhan is being pronounced. The mu'adhin says, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And people start saying, oh my God, so loud, so noisy. Because if you go to a Muslim country especially, and at the time of prayer, what happens? You hear so many adhan at the same time. Some people love that. And other people, they hate it. They don't like it. Because they say, it's too loud, this is disturbing us. It shouldn't be there. And they start making fun of the words of the adhan as well. اِتَّخَذُوهَا هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا Allah says, ذَلِكَ That is, they're making fun of the adhan. Why? بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ Because there are people who don't use aql, who don't use reason. Because any person who mocks at someone, then he's not a sensible individual. Who is a sensible individual? Who uses words carefully. Who doesn't have fun by mocking at others. Whose jokes are also sensible. You can have fun, you can mention jokes, but they don't have to be such that insult others. If you're insulting other people in your jokes, then you're not a sensible person. Because a sensible person is a dignified person. The one who uses aql is a noble person. And such a noble person doesn't have to humiliate others in order to have fun. He doesn't have to mock at somebody's words in order to have fun. So if you see yourself making fun of other people's words, their accent maybe, or the kind of words or expressions they use, then know that you're not using your aql. 
This is not a sign of being sensible. Because unfortunately, it has become very, very common amongst people that they will make fun of others' speech. They will make fun of the way they dress or the way they walk or the way they talk, the way they wear their hijab, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made them, the kind of work that they do, the profession that they have. Such people are not sensible. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ The sign that a person uses his aql is that he has respect for others. He has respect for others. And if you think about it, making fun of the adhan, such noble words, analyze the words of the adhan, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest, Allah is the greatest. In the adhan, what is being said? Come to prayer, come to success. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah. I bear witness that Muhammad wasallam is a messenger of Allah. What's funny about these words? What's funny? Nothing is funny. They're very serious, noble words. A noble call. And if a person starts making fun of them, then really he is not sensible. ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَا يَعْقِلُونَ So first of all, we have to be careful ourselves. Let's stop making fun of others. Even if they're non-Muslim. Let's stop making fun of them. The way they walk, or the way they talk or behave, and especially other people's speech. I see, because I'm a fob, okay, I have no problem saying that, but I felt it the moment I came to Canada, that immediately what happens, people start looking down on others who speak in a different accent. What's the big deal? You speak English, I speak English. I understand your words, you understand my words. What's the big deal? So what if you can pronounce words differently? Who cares? And so what if somebody is talking in a different accent? What's the big deal? Why do you have to make of somebody's speech in order to have some fun? It's the most ridiculous thing that a person can do. Immediately if they hear somebody speaking in a different accent, they start labeling them, they start saying nasty things about them, they start ignoring them, or saying that they have no value. Everything is ignored just because they speak in a particular accent. And you know what, it's really sad, but you see this very common in Muslims. Very common. Because if you go to a university, you go to the professional world outside, many times you will see people who have very high positions, but they don't speak in Canadian accent. They don't speak in that accent at all. On our previous convocation, the last convocation that we had, we had one of the chief guests who was a Hindu, but she was not a chief guest, but one of the guests who was invited to attend the ceremony. She was a Hindu and she had a high position somewhere in the government. I don't, I don't know where exactly. And I was amazed that here is a woman of Indian background who doesn't speak in Canadian accent, but she is accepted by the people whom she works with. Because they can get past these small differences. But we, we're in such a sad state that we cannot get past the accent of a person. The first thing we notice is their accent, and that is where we cross them out. We say, oh, whatever, Pakistani, Indian, Arab, they don't know anything. Just been two years there here. I was born and raised here. I've been here since I was two years old. I went to school here. You never went to school here. So you don't know what Canadian society is about. You don't know what Canadian culture is. You don't know what Canada is. People at your workplace will accept you 
more than your Muslim neighbors will or your Muslim colleagues will or people in the masjid will. And this is something that is not sensible. Witness that, um, this problem all the time because um, I always try to explain to people that um, it has been proven scientifically that a brain that speaks more than one language is more smarter than a brain that speaks one language. So yes. when I speak more than five languages, and Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So I always uh, explain to people if you are on the phone, they said, "What did you say?" Or when you face them, "What did you say?" As customer service, I say, "Listen, I'm not." stupid and can you have a time to listen to me I may speak slowly but um, um, I do make sense okay if you have a patient so um, like you Canadian think about that we are here we speak more than five four languages if you see somebody with accent you need to respect that person because uh, they're more intellectually developed uh, than you guys so So if you speak in a different accent, never feel afraid and shy of speaking before people just because you feel that they'll make fun of your accent. You know Musa alayhi salam, what did he say when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him as a messenger? He said, أَغْسِلِلَا هَارُونَ Send Harun alayhi salam as a messenger. Because هُوَ أَفْصَحُ مِنِّي لِسَانًا He is more eloquent than me in speech. So send him. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no, you have to go. So then he said, قَالَ رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةً مِّنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Yes, you might have difficulty understanding what the person is saying, but you know, keep listening and eventually you'll get used to it. Why is it that sometimes people watch British movies and people are talking in pure British accent, but they understand everything? Why? Because they want to understand. They want to understand. They want to know what's going on. But where that interest is not there, where the person is just stuck on the accent, that he can't go past it and he cannot benefit. Allah says, قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ Say, O people of the book, هَلْ تَنْقِمُونَ مِنَّا Do you resent us? تَنْقِمُونَ from نَقَمَ نُونْ قَافْ مِيمْ To be upset, to be angry with someone, to develop hate for them. So why do you hate us? What's the reason? Why are you after us? Making fun of our deen, making fun of our adhan, making fun of our salam, everything. You're just after us. What's the reason? هَلْ تَنْقِمُونَ مِنَّا Do you hate us? Do you resent us? Only because إِلَّا except أَنْ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ Just because we have believed in Allah. وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا And that which has been revealed to us. وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلُ And that which was sent before. Is this why you hate us? Because we believe in the Qur'an, in the Injil. Is this why you hate us? وَأَنَّ أَكْثَرَكُمْ فَاسِقُونَ You hate us, look at yourselves. Majority of you are disobedient, defiantly disobedient. So, what problem do you have with us? What's your problem? Why do you hate us? Why are you after our lives? What's the fault? What's the objection against? What are we doing? We're just believing. And the thing is that when you're fasiq yourself, you're disobedient yourself, you don't follow the deen yourself, then what happens is that those people who do, you feel insecure because of them. You feel threatened because of their deen. Because then what happens is that they appear to be righteous and your sinfulness, it becomes visible. So that's why you're after us. قُلْ هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ Say, shall I inform you بِشَرِّ مِنْ ذَلِكَ With worse than that, 
مَثُوبَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ As penalty from Allah, مَثُوبَةً from ثَوَابَ ثَوَاب means reward. But it also means recompense. Because it's the consequence of the action. So مَثُوبَةً consequence. هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِشَرٍ مِّنْ ذَلِكَ مَثُوبَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ Meaning, should I inform you what is worse than that as penalty from Allah? You think we are bad. Do you know whose consequence was worse near Allah? Do you know who was really bad? Who was actually bad? Because many times it happens that a person, when he finds faults in others, he forgets his own faults. He doesn't see them. He's focusing on another person's accent, and he forgets the major English mistakes that he's making with his lovely accent. So, should I tell you about those whose consequence was worse near Allah? مَلَّعْنَهُ اللَّهِ The one whom Allah cursed. وَغَضِبَ عَلَيْهِ And was angry on him. وَجَعْلَ مِنْهُمْ And he made from them القِرَدَة The apes, plural of قِرْد, monkeys. وَالْخَنَازِيرِ Plural of خِنزِيرِ Pigs, hogs. وَعَبَدَ الطَّاغُوتِ And they worshipped طَاغُوتِ They worshipped the Satan. طَاغُوتِ is what? Every force that calls you to its worship. Stops you from the worship of Allah. وَعَبَدَ الطَّاغُوتِ Who are these people? Who is being described over here? If you look at the history of Bani Israel, this is what we see. Because of their repeated sins, they were cursed by Allah. They brought upon themselves Allah's anger. And because of their tricks in the religion, their deception in the deen, what happened? They were made into qirada and khanazir. Imagine, they were made into apes and swines. As punishment, literally their bodies were transformed. Such a humiliating punishment in this world. And even if this does not happen today, we see that people begin to resemble these animals in their nature. This is a form of punishment. A monkey is a symbol of what? Foolishness basically, right? Being silly. That if you look at a monkey, that how it shows greed and like its eyes are open, alert, looking here, there, and grabbing things and eating them and jumping from here and jumping there. Silliness basically. Stupidity. Even if they're proven to be intellectually smarter than other creatures. But at the end of the day, given the kind of ability that a monkey has, can walk, can run, can hang, can jump, can swing. But what does it do? Something so dumb. Imitating others, snatching from others. The way that a monkey screams. So foolishness, stupidity, silliness. And khanazir, what do they symbolize? Greed, lust, eating anything, everything. The Yahud, what did we learn about them? Aklihim suht, their consumption of haram, something that you should not eat, but still they ate it, still they consumed it. Likewise, wa'abda taghut, instead of worshiping Allah, they worship shaitan. How common magic became in them. Ula'ika sharrum makanan, those are the worst in position. Wa'adallu an sawa'is sabil, and further astray from the sound wave. وَإِذَا جَاءُوكُمْ And when they come to you, قَالُوا آمَنَّا They say, we believe. They come to you expressing their intention to believe or expressing their iman, showing that they're very sincere, they love Islam, they love the Messenger, they love Allah. But Allah says, وَقَدْ دَخَلُوا بِالْكُفْرِ While they entered with disbelief, وَهُمْ قَدْ خَرَجُوا بِهِ And they also exited with it. What does it mean? They came with kufr, they left with kufr. They came to the gathering of the Messenger ﷺ, listened to him, attended that entire gathering, but they left without any change. 
Their heart didn't melt, didn't soften. They didn't benefit at all from sitting through the gathering of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Then if they attend some other gathering, you think they'll benefit from that? No. So why is it that they didn't benefit? Why is it that they came with kufr and left with it? Because they weren't seeking iman. They didn't want to improve. They didn't want to improve. So this shows that when a person's intention is not there, is insincere, it's corrupt. When a person is not seeking the best, then it doesn't matter which gathering he or she attends. They don't benefit. وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا يَكْتُمُونَ Allah is most knowing of that which they conceal. Meaning the hypocrisy that they conceal. So here we need to question ourselves as well. That when we're studying the Qur'an, we're attending these gatherings. What's the reason? What's the intention? Why am I coming here? Why am I doing this? If I'm really seeking to improve, to become a better individual, then Allah will benefit me from all this. And if I'm not striving to become a better person, then no matter how many hours I've spent, it's not going to benefit. وَتَرَى كَثِيرًا مِّنْهُمْ And you will see majority of them. يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ Hastening, rushing in sin and aggression. Ism, sin against Allah. Udwan, aggression against people. They're one sin after the other. One act of aggression and violence after the other. You see, they're busy in sin, day and night. You will see them busy in the consumption of haram. How bad is what they do? These are the people of the book. But the verse seems as if it is describing who? The Muslims today. This is our sad state today. That people are busy hurting others, harming others, harassing others, causing damage to people's lives and properties, destabilizing societies, families, ruining them, and yet not fearing any consequences. Allah says, لَوْلَا يَنْهَاهُمْ Why does He not stop them from nahi? Who? الرَّبَّانِيُّونَ The religious scholars, the rabbis, والأحبار, and the religious scholars. عَنْ قَوْلِهِمُ الْإِثْمِ from their saying that which is sinful. And from their eating that which is haram. What kind of scholars are they? Why do they not stop the people from saying bad things, from eating haram? Why don't they stop them? Because they're doing it themselves. And they're busy in their own politics. How evil is that which they are doing? Because the thing is that when somebody knows and yet he does not stop people from doing wrong, then he is the worst of them. Which is why we learned that a people, because of their sin, when the punishment of Allah was to be sent to them, the angel said, Oh Allah, there is that righteous person amongst them. What did Allah say? That begin the punishment from there. Because he was so busy in his own piety that he forgot to tell other people about it. So when we do wrong, and we see wrong, we don't stop ourselves, we're not stopping others, then we are the most evil people. And as we learn the Qur'an, let's realize our responsibility. Act on it yourself and tell others about it. And if we don't, then we are the worst people. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودِ And the Jews say, mocking at Allah even. First mocking at Adhan, now mocking at Allah. That يَدُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولَةِ مَغْلُولَةِ is from غَيْن لَامْ لَامْ Chained up. غِلْ a fetter, a lock. So they say the hands of Allah are tied up. They're making fun of the verse of Allah, where Allah invites the believers to give him a good loan. 
Meaning to spend in the way of Allah. Allah calls it alone to assure the believer that Allah will return it. Allah will give you reward. Allah will give you better. But the Jews mocked. That look, Allah is so stingy, He doesn't spend Himself. His hands are tied up that He wants us to spend in His way. Na'udhu billah. Allah says, غُلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ They say Allah is stingy, their hands are tied up. Meaning they are stingy themselves. I don't know how far this is true, but historically it has been said that these people have been, Allahu A'lam, but غُلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ Their hands are tied up. They are stingy. This is something very serious. Saying something about Allah that is not right, mocking at Him, first of all shows how unreasonable a person is, how dumb he is, how jahil he is. And when he mocks at Allah, the same is true for him. He says, Allah is stingy, in reality that person himself is stingy. وَاللُّعِنُوا بِمَا قَالُوا And they have been cursed because of what they say. بَلْ يَدَاهُمَ بُسُوطَتَانِ Allah says, rather his hands are outstretched. مَبُسُوطَتَانِ Do Allah مَبُسُوطَةً From بَاسِيُنْ طَبَسَطَةً means to stretch. So his hands are extended. What does it mean? If somebody's hands are closed, that means they're not giving. If their hands are open, arms outstretched, what does that symbolize? They're just giving and giving. Like in a hadith we learn that don't you see how much Allah has spent from the first day? How many times has Allah sent rain this year? You can't even count it. How many leaves has He caused to grow? You can't even count them. How many times have you had coffee this year? You can't even count that. How many times have you had breakfast this year? How many times have you eaten? How many things have you bought? How many things Allah has granted you? You cannot even count. Allah is so generous. يُنْفِقُ كَيْفَ يَشَاءُ And He spends however He wills. But the sad reality is, most of the people, most of them, it will only increase them. What will only increase them? مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ رَبِّكَ That which has been revealed from your Lord, being the Qur'an, it only increases them in tughyan wa kufran. In transgression and disbelief. Meaning, every hukum of Allah increases them in disbelieving more, in rebelling more. In transgressing more. Why? Because when a person's heart is corrupted, the nature is corrupted, then everything that is said to him increases him in his rebellion. You know, it's like if the soil is bad, it's not good, then when it will rain, what will happen? It will become flooded. It will become a source of disease. How? Mosquitoes will live there. They will flourish there. And as a result, disease will spread amongst people. But a land, if it is good, then what will happen if rain falls? It will absorb it and there will be greenery. There will be more life. So the problem is not with the rain. The problem is not with the Qur'an. Where is the problem? In the soil, in the heart. Some people, when they hear the same verses, their hearts melt. They change. But other people, when they hear the same verses, they become more adamant in their kufr. They become more stubborn in their disbelief. As a result, وَأَلْقَيْنَا بَيْنَهُمُ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْضَاءِ إِلَى يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ We have cast among them animosity and hatred until the day of judgment. Adawa, opposite of friendship. Baghda, opposite of love. They have no unity. They can never come together for the sake of the deen. For the sake of worldly reasons, business, they will come together. But for the sake of the deen, they'll never come together. And sometimes we see this in Muslims. 
they'll work really well in their offices, in their businesses, in stores. But when it comes to the masjid, they can never be together. This is a punishment. This is the consequences of sins. إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Until the day of judgment. And the Yahud in particular, كُلَّمَا أَوْقَدُوا نَارًا لِلْحَرْبِ Every time they kindle a fire for war. أَوْقَدُوا from وَالْقَافِ دَالِ Every time they kindle fire for the purpose of war. Meaning, they start something to create mischief amongst Muslims. Because remember that the Arabs, they had a lot of enmity before. A lot of enmity amongst themselves. And the Jews would benefit off that because they would have wars and who would become richer? The Yahud, because they would sell the weapons to them. But when Islam came, the Arabs became united. So what happened? The Jews, they couldn't sell their weapons anymore. So what would they do every now and then? They would come and start talking about their previous enmity. And this would create some feelings of enmity amongst the Muslims. This would rekindle those bad feelings and that hatred, and sometimes it would even turn into violence. But every time they tried to spark it, what happened? أَطْفَأَهَ اللَّهِ Hamza To extinguish. Allah extinguishes that. Meaning, He doesn't let them be successful. وَيَسْعَوْنَ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَسَادًا They hasten to create fasad, mischief in the earth. They're striving to create disorder in the earth. Ruin relationships. Destroy marriages. Corrupt the relationship between the parents and the children. This is what they're striving to do. Wallahu la Allah doesn't love people who create fasad. Allah does not like such people at all. On the other hand, Allah says, kitab." If the people of the book they had amanu, they had believed, taqaw and they had feared Allah, لَكَفَرْنَا عَنْهُمْ Surely we would expiate from them سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ their sins. We would wipe their sins, forgive them. وَلَأَدْخَلْنَاهُمْ جَنَّاتِ النَّعِيمِ And we would admit them into gardens of paradise. But did they adopt this way? No, they adopted another way. Which way did they adopt? Afisq, fasad, aklul haram, tughyan. If they adopted taqwa, iman, they would have forgiveness. But they went the other way. And now what do they have? Nothing but the fire of hell. وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ أَقَامُوا التَّوْرَةِ If they had established the Torah, وَالْإِنْجِيلِ and the Injil. What does it mean by establishing it? That if they had lived by it, judged by it, adopted its rulings, وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ رَبِّهِمْ And that which has been revealed to them from their Lord, meaning the Qur'an, they accepted that, followed that, then what would happen? لَأَكَلُوا مِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ They would eat from above themselves. Meaning Allah would give them so many worldly blessings that they would always be receiving from above. وَمِنْ تَحْتِ أَرْجُلِهِمْ And from beneath their feet. Meaning, they would touch something and it would turn into gold. Every time they would try to start something, Allah would bless it. But they didn't prove themselves worthy of it. So we see that minhum ummatum muqtasila, among them are a people who are moderate. And what does it mean by moderate? People who are on the right course, who are just. But وَكَثِيرٌ مِّنْهُمْ سَاءَ مَا يَعْمَلُونَ But most of them, how evil it is that they do. So they're not all the same. Some people are good and Allah has blessed them abundantly. And those who are not, evil they are. So we see that in these verses, people of the book are invited to iman, they're invited to taqwa, to righteousness, to correct observation of the book. And likewise, this invitation is also for us. But we see that most of the people, they're happy in sin. They're happy in their transgression. 
and they have no interest in following the book of Allah. So may Allah grant us the strength to really adhere to His commands and not fear people, but rather fear Him. We listen to the recitation of these ayahs. إنما وليكم الله ورسوله والذين آمنوا الذين يقيمون الصلاة ويؤتون الزكاة وهم راكعون ومن يتولى الله ورسوله والذين آمنوا فإن حزب الله هم الغالبون يا ايها الذين امنوا لا تتخذوا الذين اتخذوا دينكم هجوا ولعبا من الذين اوتوا الكتاب من الذين اوتوا الكتاب من قبلكم والكفار اولياء وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ إِن كُنتُم مُّؤْمِنِينَ وَإِذَا نَادَيْتُمْ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ اتَّخَذُوهَا هُزُوًا وَلَعِبًا ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَوْمٌ لَّا يَعْقِلُونَ قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ هَلْ تَنقِمُونَ مِنَّا إلا أن آمنا بالله وما أنزل إلينا وما أنزل من قبل وأن أكثركم فاسقون قل هل أنبئكم بشر من ذلك مثوبة عند الله من لعنه الله وغضب عليه وجعل منهم القردة والخنازير وعبد الطاغوت أولئك شر مكانا وأضل عن سواء السبيل وإذا جاءوكم قالوا آمنا وقد دخلوا بالكفر وهم قد خرجوا به والله أعلم بما كانوا يكتمون وترى كثيرا منهم يسارعون في الإثم والعدوان وأكلهم السحت لبئس ما كانوا يعملون لولا ينهاهم الربانيون والأحبار عن قولهم الإثم وأكلهم السحت لبئس ما كانوا يصنعون وقالت اليهود يد الله مغلولة غلت أيديهم ولعنوا بما قالوا بل يداه مبسوطتان ينفق كيف يشاء وليزيدن كثيرا منهم ما أنزل 